0: Hello and welcome to the Confusion to Clarity podcast. This podcast is for anybody who needs that reminder that they really are capable of achieving amazing things. Each week, we will be diving deep into all things mindset, manifestation, and spirituality. Hosted by me, Natalie, a clinical hypnotherapist, psychotherapist, coach, mum, and lover of all things mindset and manifestation. When listening, I want to give you a break from reality. I'm going to share with you the tools and techniques that you need to make your goals reality so you can stop playing small. Hello and welcome back. I hope everyone listening is well and has had a good week. So this episode, I wanted to talk about procrastination and how it leads into self-sabotage. And do you know what inspired this topic? Me. Yes, it was me that inspired my idea for this podcast topic the other day, and it came to me when i was sorting out our larder cupboard now i really did not have time to be doing this um i knew i didn't have time but i opened the cupboard door and yeah it just looked a mess so then i found myself reorganizing it and filling jars of pasta, making it look insta worthy not that i would obviously share it on instagram but um i really didn't have the time i had too much to be doing to be doing this right now Baffing around with pasta and organising bloody bags of crisps. So this kind of made me think about why do we procrastinate? And I think most of us will admit to doing it at some point. You know, why do we do it when we know we have so much on? We don't have time to sit there, but yet we still find ourselves doing it. Maybe we find ourselves indulging in reels of animals on TikTok or, you know, for hours at a time or, I keep watching or they keep coming up on my for you page the fridge organization ones which is really oddly satisfying maybe I shouldn't mention that but they are if anybody else has seen them they are really satisfying anyhow I digress so why do we do these kind of self-sabotaging activities why do we find ourselves procrastinating and not doing the things that we know we should be doing the things that Will make us money that again help grow our businesses or help us reach our goals. So, when we look at procrastination with a more kind approach, it is essentially our brains believing that there is a threat to our well being. It's doing what it feels is necessary to protect us and keep us out of danger. So, the job of our subconscious mind is to protect us and keep us safe. So, if it identifies a danger, then it will do whatever it needs to do to intervene and keep us alive and well. So this response is great, obviously, if we are faced with a real danger, but just often with procrastination, the danger isn't real. It's actually that we just need to go with the housework or write an article for work or just work our way through our to-do list. And I always think for myself, there are two types of procrastination. For me, there is the first type of procrastination, which is where you know avoiding those tasks is going to end in some form of panic because the item you're putting off doing actually does have a deadline so you know at some point you're going to have to get off your butt and start doing it or there will be some kind of consequence maybe you know that consequence might be uh, being embarrassed because you didn't submit something in time for a meeting and everybody else sees that you haven't sent it across Maybe there could be a financial implication, or maybe, you know, just leaving it to the last minute, you're gonna be super stressed out and it's just gonna be completely chaotic for you. But the thing with most procrastinators is this, they can then become incredibly focused and determined when the so-called shit hits the fan, um, because suddenly you think, oh my gosh, I've got to get this done. And you know, there's like 24 hours, eight hours left and when you're that kind of procrastinator you've divvied about all this time and suddenly you know that it's time to make things happen but then you realize actually i need to do this and i put myself in this category suddenly you can move mountains you work like crazy and you meet the deadline and often we do do the job well i mean sometimes maybe not so but either way we get the task accomplished however the task might be accomplished you might have ticked it off the, the to-do list or the box is ticked but do we feel calm and in control at the end of it no absolutely not we feel completely frazzled we feel anxious we feel a complete wreck now the other form of procrastination that i see or i feel there is is the one where there is no deadline involved and the problem with this type of procrastination is it really feeds into self-sabotage in a way it's almost more damaging So with the other type of procrastination, there's that panic and fear when the deadline is looming and you know you have to make things happen. But if you're procrastinating on a task that doesn't really have a time restraint on it, then there isn't that part where the panic and fear comes in. Maybe there isn't necessarily going to be a specific negative outcome, like being embarrassed or a financial impact. And it's harder for you to then get into that mode of making it happen. So with this second type of procrastination, we're putting things off, knowing there isn't really much that's going to come of not doing it, or so we think, so we tell ourselves. But this form of procrastination, my experience, really feeds into self-sabotage. Because when we procrastinate and we don't do what we need to do, and maybe there's no time restraint on it. Eventually, it does dawn on us that we're nowhere nearer our goal. Maybe we've stayed in the same uncomfortable position for months. And then that's where I feel this particular type leads into the self-sabotage because you've procrastinated for so long. You've held yourself back. You've kept yourself playing small. And then you realize you're not hitting these goals. So then you start to turn inwards and go, well, I should be doing better. And, you know... I should have reached that goal by now and you create a real negative cycle so you feel really crappy you believe you're worthless therefore you don't do anything to change it because you keep procrastinating and then you go around in a cycle um and you and that just repeats until you make the conscious decision to break that negative cycle and do something about it and really that doesn't happen until you feel incredibly uncomfortable So as I said, our subconscious mind is there to protect us and keep us safe, but it also likes familiarity. It doesn't like change. So if you've always put things off and you've always left things till the last minute and nothing untoward has really ever happened, your subconscious mind is going to be encouraging you to repeat those negative patterns over and over again because it's just what you do. And if you did something yesterday that kept you alive and well, your subconscious mind is going to encourage you to do it again today, even if intellectually we know that these activities aren't conducive to anything productive or positive. Um, but your subconscious mind doesn't care, and that's why people continue to smoke, even though they know it's unhealthy for them. They continue to they continue to eat junk food, even even though they know it's not healthy for them, and. This pattern is built up in your mind and it just repeats day in, day out. So it really feeds into those limiting beliefs of I'm not good enough. And then what we find is if we have that thought, I'm not good enough, your brain is then going to search for evidence to back up that belief by highlighting things that resonate with that, des- that belief. So for example you might notice then things that you haven't done or you might notice things that you did before that maybe you didn't do as well as you thought so what triggers procrastination in the first place so for me personally it's always overwhelm and poor planning i am a terrible procrastinator and when you're self employed you work on your own and you're pretty much at home by yourself all day yeah the the the, you i have to be (laughs) very aware of my procrastination and i know for me like as i said when i'm feeling really bad it's down to my poor planning yeah so on the whole i am super organized um like i said i work for myself by myself i've got three children you know the house to look after all the other commitments that come with being a mum. So for me, I am generally very organized um, because I have to be, otherwise my life would be complete chaos. But for me, the times where things have slipped and I have started to procrastinate have been, as I said, where I've not been organized. So to keep on top of myself, I always use Sunday nights as like my planning night for the week ahead. So yeah, I live a very exciting rock and roll life. Um, (laughs) On a Sunday, I like to map out my week. So I'd like to check that um i know what i've got in my diary what clients i'm seeing i'm checking that my zoom links have been sent out to them my invoices have been sent out i do any like accounting and things that i need to do and when i do that i feel really in control and i know that what i need to do in the week is going to get done however if there is a Sunday that's been particularly busy, which quite often my Sundays are, my kids do lots of different sports, maybe I'm feeling tired and I just think, oh, do you know, what? I really can't be bothered to sit down now and plan this. I just want to sit on the sofa, um, which I don't do very often. Um, and then what I think to myself is, do you know what, I'll do it tomorrow. That cliched saying, I'll do it tomorrow. But then what that means for me then, my first job on a Monday morning is to go through my whole week but then i'm already starting on the wrong foot because i'm then having to play catch up so i've not started my week productively because i have spent the first i don't know hour and a half two hours catching up planning my week and trying to regain some control and the thing for me with monday mornings mondays tend to be a really busy day for me so then i tend to find if i've not planned it properly or i'm not kind of starting it correctly then it has a negative impact for me, I tend to find that I'm rushing, I've not, um, you know, factored in time for me to take breaks, or, you know, go out for a walk, which I know are my absolute go to's for my mindset and my mental well being. And I just find it then has just a negative impact on the week, because I'm having to prioritize, obviously, my clients, then things like, my social media posting will go by the wayside which is a huge part of my business or if i'm going out for walks it means i can't go on as long a walk as i normally like to so i do always really try and get out at least once a day for a walk but i like to go for quite a good walk like an hour or so but if i've really badly planned my week i just don't have time for that because i'm having to catch up on other things and then that overwhelm then leads to procrastination at some point And then I end up feeling like I've not utilized my week to its full potential. So for maybe for you, you procrastinate because you're maybe bored by the task you're doing. Maybe the task you are completing just simply doesn't excite you. So referring back to our subconscious perceiving things as a threat, maybe the task that you need to complete feels too challenging. Perhaps you need extra support in order to complete it, but you don't want to reach out and ask for that help. therefore you procrastinate out of fear because actually you could ask for help but you don't want to because again your subconscious is perceiving this as a threat intellectually in the intellectual part of your brain of course you know asking for help is absolutely fine we all need to ask for help from time to time but if your subconscious perceives that there's a danger in that you know you're going to get eaten which obviously you're not it's going to intervene and that is going to be in the form of procrastination even if you know like putting it off is just not going to be the best decision you're making. Similar to my feelings of overwhelm, maybe you've taken on too much, maybe you want to please everybody and you just find it really really hard to say no. So you take on all of these tasks, you overload yourself And then you find yourself procrastinating as an avoidance tool because you just have so much to do. You just don't know where to start. It's totally overwhelming. And I am gonna do a whole episode on people pleasing and boundary setting and saying no because it is such a huge topic. And so many clients come to me where this uh, inability to say no and implement healthy boundaries results in them feeling overwhelmed and then ultimately procrastinating the negative cycle continuing so importantly how can we tackle procrastination so the first way would be to get organized Um, and yes I am practicing what I preach I'm aware of this Um, and I know the benefits of it if I plan my week and you know plan it kind of strategically as I can I keep on top of everything Um, there's a really effective technique I'm sure you've all heard of it but sometimes we just need a reminder And that's time blocking. So if I'm using time blocking for my days, and I find this really effective for me personally, I will write out um, a to-do list, but I really do look at, are these things that that really need doing today? Or am I adding stuff to the list because I'm adding stuff to the list for the sake of it? Um, And then I look at what tasks need completing. And then I um, write my start time, my end time, and then I assign those tasks to specific hours of the day but then I do make sure that I factor in a chunk of time for a walk, a chunk of time to eat lunch, etc., etc. And then sometimes I use my phone, the alarm on my phone to notify me when the time blocks end or remind me when the next one starts. But that's if I'm being super organised. Generally, I'm pretty <laughs> I'm old-fashioned, and I just write everything down. I actually still have a paper diary, which makes people laugh. I just can't get on board with online diaries. I have got one, but I like to just see stuff written down. But if it keeps you on track then that's all that matters so time blocking using your phone to keep you on track and accountable. Second one is eliminate distractions um, again this is me talking to myself as well so hide away your phone if you are completing a task and you know you need to get it done in a specific time put your phone to one side or put it on do not disturb and resist that temptation just to kind of grab your phone for two minutes because we all know it's never two minutes the time just passes us by and before long 20 minutes has passed half an hour has passed etc hide any food temptations again talking to myself (laughs) put the biscuits out the way because you know when you're procrastinating suddenly you're like oh is it lunchtime no it's not lunchtime it's 10 o'clock maybe i'll have a snack Maybe have a cup of tea. No, you don't have time. Have those things at your allocated break. Um, so yes, eliminate distractions. Set rewards. I know we're not kids, but everybody likes a reward. You know, a treat at the end. So if you're blocking out your time using the time blocking, then set rewards after each segment. So after task A, I'm going to stop and have a cup of tea. After the next task, I'm going to stop and have lunch. I think as well, also planning meals just, well, that's popped into my head. Um, I, I'm I'm really um, organised when it comes to our family meals. So I do a meal planner, I do my shopping online, have it delivered on a Saturday. So I'm on track of what we're having for a meal. But I'm terrible with myself for lunches. And I do tend to find myself getting to lunchtime thinking, of what we're going to have? And then stand there differing about. And then sometimes I just don't even have anything or have a slice of toast. I know when I'm being my most organized and I feel my most effective, I'm looking after myself, not just mentally, but physically as well, by having something healthy and nutritious for lunch, not just mama on toast. So just factoring that in as well. Because again, you know, if you're not feeling good physically in yourself, if you've not had enough sleep, sleep, I can't speak. If you've not had enough sleep, (laughs) then you're not going to feel motivated. You're going to be more likely to procrastinate. If you're not eating properly, then you're not gonna have enough energy or you've had too many biscuits, you're gonna have sugar spikes and then you're gonna kind of drop down and feel really flat, again, leading into the temptation to procrastinate. So another way to combat it is to find an accountability partner. So somebody that's going to hold you accountable for specific tasks that you need to get done. Um, and especially you think that's a good one if you are working on your own. So maybe you've got colleagues like virtually online working with them to help motivate each other because as much as working from home is hugely beneficial actually it can be quite isolating and quite lonely and again those feelings can lead you into the route of procrastination so maybe use your work colleagues to support each other be that in a group. If you do work on your own, having somebody else hold you accountable, it just helps to keep that momentum going throughout the day. Next point is learn to set boundaries. Learn to say no to people. And for most of us, we do find it hard to say no because generally we're good people. We don't want to say no to somebody. We want to help them, of course. But there has to be a balance between your needs and the needs of others. And if you are constantly giving and giving, taking on more and more and more, you are just not going to have the the capabilities to do everything that you need to do and it's going to result in overwhelm and it's then going to more than likely result in you procrastinating putting those tasks off but then you normally then find if you are doing something for somebody else that is the type of procrastination that ends in the panic and the franticness because you're suddenly responsible for somebody else's deadline as well so you're then doubly stressed because you're not just putting yourself under the pressure. You've also got the pressure of the other person that you're supporting. Boredom is a massive trigger for procrastination. So I think I said that at the beginning, like tasks that aren't very interesting, but boredom. So add some fun and variety into your week. So if you're being organized and blocking out time, factoring in activities that do do make you feel good. So, you know, um, call a friend or go out for lunch with somebody go out for a walk with somebody or whatever it is that makes you feel good so you know plan your week out factor in those things that help break the week up for you that just make you feel like okay I've got this there is a balance between work and actually living because if it's all work yeah it's going to be overwhelming it's going to be all consuming and then when you're overwhelmed you're going to be more likely to procrastinate and just think I can't do anything so my final point is to prioritize your mindset routine so obviously i know i've done a whole episode on mindset routines i talk about mindset routines in every episode but they're so important so if you are being consistent with your mindset routine then it's really going to be a factor that helps you feel good and keep you feeling good on a consistent basis because when you're feeling good, you're going to plan things, you're going to be organized, you're going to prioritize things. And then as we've already discussed, if you're planning things, being organized, you're keeping on top of things, there isn't the need to feel overwhelmed and end up procrastinating. Also, when you're feeling good, you are producing your feel-good hormones, your serotonin, your dopamine. And when you are producing that in a constant abundance, you have the ability to tackle the world to just keep on going and deal with those curveballs that come your way so in mindset routine I'm going to add in sleep there as well again a topic I always talk about but really focus on your bedtime routines getting that good quality sleep because if you're getting that good quality sleep then you are more likely to be um, productive and organized in your day and it's going to mean you're less likely to procrastinate that's kind of the end of this episode. So if you found it useful, um, please leave a review. I'd be super grateful. It helps my podcast reach more people. You can also subscribe that way you are notified when a new episode is released. Um, And if you are interested in finding out more about coping and dealing with your procrastination or self-sabotaging beliefs, then do get in touch because I actually do offer a free discovery call to um, anybody who's interested in working with me. It's just a really informal uh, chat via Zoom where we can talk in more detail about how sessions can support you and I will explain how it all works. You can also find me on social media as well. So I'm on Instagram which is um, clarity underscore coaching underscore hypnotherapy. I'm also on TikTok, which is, again, clarity underscore coaching underscore hypnotherapy. But I will make sure that I link all the notes um, below. So if you and also my email address. So if you have any questions or comments, please leave them. Please feel free to email me and I'll answer them in the next episode. But I hope you enjoyed this. I hope you all have a wonderful week and I will speak to you again soon. Take care.